Welcome to Big Dave's Money and Marriage Podcast, where I want to help you create the life you want to live. I am your host, Big Dave, a husband, dad, pastor, and certified financial coach. We're broadcasting live from Grateful Studios. We're the number one podcast for practical, marital, and financial advice. I hope you're ready because this is the show where your money and your marriage take center stage. Hey, welcome back to episode 11, Teach Your Kids About Money or the World Will. Listen, we're going to go over four financial lessons, four crucial money lessons that parents, listen up parents, I'm talking to you, parents that must teach their kids as soon as possible. These principles are not things that you can wait until your kid's in college. These principles are not things that you can wait until they're even in high school. You need to start implementing these financial lessons so that your kids can learn even in elementary school, even in middle school, they can start to learn how to honor God with their spending, manage their money properly, be a good steward. And so, hey, today's going to be a great episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, so hey, I want to remind you real quick before we jump in of a Bible verse, Proverbs 22, 6. It says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he, when he is older, he will not depart from it. Listen, parents, it's our job, it's our duty, it's our responsibility to teach our kids the things of this world, to teach our kids the proper way to live their life according to God's word. So you have got to, no one else is going to train your, your child up in the way they should go. The world is going one direction, us Christians, we're going the complete opposite direction, but it's your job, parents, to teach teach your kids these things so that when they're older, they will not depart from it. So, hey, lesson number one, here it is, lesson number one, that parents must teach their kids as soon as possible. Number one, money comes from work. That's right. Money comes from work. It doesn't come from the bank. It doesn't come from credit cards. It doesn't come from loans. It certainly doesn't grow on trees, right? But the Bible also says in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 4, it says, lazy people are soon to be poor. Hard workers get rich. That's what it says. New Living Translation, Proverbs 10, 4. Lazy people are soon to become poor. Hard workers get rich. Listen, you have got to teach your kids where money comes from. It doesn't come from the government. It doesn't come from the banks, the loans. doesn't grow on trees. And we've learned this from Genesis chapter one, man. God created man in his own image, right, with a responsibility. He didn't just, just tell Adam just to chill out, man, relax, kick your feet up. He said, man, you're to subdue the earth. You're to rule over it. You're to increase. You're to take care of the garden. You're to take care of things. So you, we have got to learn that God is intro the world with man working. That's part of it, to tend and to keep the garden is what is what the Bible says in verse 15. So 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10, it says this, for even while we were with you, we gave you this command. If anyone is unwilling to work, unwilling to work, he shall not eat. You've heard that. Hey, if you don't work, you don't eat. So kids have got to learn this. My little four-year-old daughter knows this. If you ask my four-year-old daughter, hey, where does money come from? She says, work. Immediately she says, work. Doesn't come from the bank, doesn't come from the government. Because here's the deal. The world's telling you a complete opposite. The world's saying, Money comes from the bank. That's where, that's where you get money. You got to go to the bank and ask them to use their money, right? Money comes, the world's telling you that, oh, well, money comes from a loan, right? You go sign the dotted line and you get a, a line of credit and that's where money comes from. You got to go get a loan. You got to go sign for it. Or the world may tell you, especially when you get going in, in college, I remember people trying to get me to sign up at the community college I went to, sign up for a credit card, right? They, they say, well, well, that's where money comes from. You got you to swipe this piece of plastic. That's where money comes from. It comes from the credit card. You're just paying back later, right? Or it comes from the government. No, it doesn't. 
It absolutely does not. So you got to teach our kids money comes from work. That's the only place it comes from. Hard work. Money doesn't grow on trees. You guys know this. Number two, number two financial lesson to teach your kids. If you can't pay cash for it, you can't afford it. My grandmother told me this, and I never have forgotten this. I said, Grandmother, in your 98 years of living, can you give me a financial lesson? And she told me two things. She said, number one, she said, never borrow money. And she says, number two, if you can't pay cash for it, then you don't need it. And guys, we've got to teach our kids about paying cash versus paying the credit card and learning that anytime you go into debt, you're robbing your future self. You're robbing your future wealth building. You're robbing your future potential and your future progress, okay? You've got to teach our kids that paying cash is the way to go. We don't need a stinking credit card. We got to teach our kids the value of saving up and buying something, just saving up and buying outright. This and not financing it. Okay, debt makes you a slave. Proverbs twenty two seven says the borrower is a slave to the lender. We don't want to teach our kids to be slaves, to grow up and be slaves and have a have a, a car payment, have a truck payment, and have a camper payment and a ski boat payment and credit cards for their for their clothes and buying groceries on credit cards and and having a huge mortgage that you can't afford and student loan debt and just it just keeps on going. We got to teach our kids that's not okay. You don't want to be a slave. You want to have freedom. But in order to have freedom, you got to save up and pay cash for stuff. If you can't pay cash for it, you can't afford it. Okay, this whole buy now, pay later, guys, it just, this doesn't exist, okay, for the household. This, just, just completely eradicate that from your thinking. That does, not, that does not work for our house, all right? It's, it's buy now and it's pay now, period. That's the way we're going to roll. That's the way that it happens, okay? Romans 13, 8 says to owe no man anything except to love him. That's the only thing we owe this world is just to love people. That's it, okay? But the world wants to teach you, oh, just as long as you can afford that payment, you can, you can afford it. Heck no, you can't, man. Oh, just finance it. It's okay. Just finance it. Just one easy payment. No, that's what the world says. We're not going to conform to the patterns of this world, as it says in Romans 12. We're not going to conform to what the world does, but we're going to be set apart. We're going to be different from the world. I'm not saying debt is a sin. Debt is not a sin, but the only words in the Bible that, that talk about debt as a synonym, the words that are used to describe debt or words like slave and bondage and, and curse. I mean, these are not positive words, okay? These are not positive words. These are not things God wants you to do. So number two, if you can't pay cash for it, you can't afford it. Teach your kids that. All right, number three, big. this is the big three, by the way, the big three. Save some, spend some, and give some. It's just that simple. The big three, save some, spend some, and give some. We got to teach our kids. This is just the foundational three things to do with your money, okay? So money comes from work, number one. Number two, if you can't pay cash, you can't afford it. You can't get it. And number three is the big three. Save some, spend some, and give some. This is foundational to your money management. Save some. Listen, guys, everybody needs a rainy day fund. It's plain and simple. Your grandma has have said that since she was a teenager. You got to have a rainy day fund. Okay, my grandmother lived through the Great Depression. She'll tell you, when famine comes upon the earth, when, when bad things happen, you got to have some money to fall back on. You have got to do that, um, and, and and we got to show uh, show people that you know around our house, you know these something that that's tore up that needs to be replaced. It, how much it costs? I mean, show your kids that around the house. You know, show them, hey, this is a refrigerator. By the way, when the refrigerator breaks, mom and dad got to fork out fifteen hundred bucks. Hey, this is called a water heater. When the water heater busts, we got to go Home Depot seven hundred dollars. We got to buy another one. You know, this is an air conditioning unit. When this goes out, holy stinking moly, we're going to be flipping out because it's like six grand, right? But you got to teach your kids to to have a rainy day fund. Show them your rainy day fund. Show them the things that you've had to replace: the alternator on mom's car, the flat tire on dad's truck. And you got to teach our kids to save for these emergencies. 
I love Proverbs 6, 6 through 8. It says, take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. Learn from their ways and become wise. Though though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, they labor hard all summer long, gathering food for the winter. (laughs) The Bible's given us an example telling us to be like an ant, right? To work all day long and to save money. He says, they labor all summer and they gather. They save up for the off season. They save up for when they'll need it. Guys, it's the same way with you and I. We've got to work and we've got to save up for the off season. Off season meaning, what if I don't have a job? What if I get laid off? What if an emergency happens? What if something bad goes wrong? The Bible says, look, be like an ant, right? He says, take a lesson from the ant, you lazy bones. I love that. God's just calling us out. Proverbs 21, 20 says this. It says, the wise people will have wealth and luxury, but a fool spends whatever they get. Did you hear me? A fool. And listen, I've been there, done that. I have been there, done that, completely broke, having no money in my checking account, no money in my savings account, emergency happened, and we had to go take out a loan from the local credit union to fix my wife's car. Had to go take out a loan to fix our well. Had to go take out a loan to fix the roof. It's happened. It's happened a half a dozen times. So I'm telling you, don't spend whatever you get, because that was me. I was a fool. I was spending everything that I got, because I didn't save anything. You have got to save some. You got to be wise and teach your kids to save some. Be disciplined. All right, the second part of the big three, right? First it was save some, now it's spend some. It's okay to spend some money. It's okay to spend some things and, and, and have some things that you want, right? Sometimes you got to get things you need. Sometimes you can get things that you want, long as it's in the budget. You have to keep, teach our kids that it's okay to have fun with money. It's okay to enjoy your money. It's okay to have vacations. It's okay to buy some cool shoes. It's okay to buy a new bike. You need to teach your kids to save up and buy some of those things that they want. So they learn that discipline. They learn that determination and dedication to see, well, do I really want it, right? Because I'm going to work hard. I'm going to help cut the grass, do chores around the house, help grandma trim her hedges, help my neighbor take out the trash, whatever, earn a few bucks here and there, and then say, all right, well, do you really want those new pair of $150 Nikes or not? And then they get to learn that cost analysis. They get to learn that, that opportunity cost. They get to learn that cost comparison, right? Well, if you buy this toy today or you buy, these new, you, know, you buy this new gadget today, well, then you know you can't buy that new pair of shoes you've been wanting next weekend when we go school shopping, right? And then teach your kids the name brand versus the generic brand. Right? Same cereal, right? Fruit Loops versus Fruity Tooties. They taste almost the same and it's half the price. So teach your kids this stuff when you go to the grocery store. All right? We have got to spend some money. It's okay. We live on an economic planet. That's how God designed it, right? We work, we earn, uh, we get to spend to survive. And if not, you'd be dead. I mean, we have to spend, but the problem is people that are overspending. The problem is people are, are, are just spending on a whim and they're not planning their spending. Teach your kids to plan their spending. It's okay to have fun with money. It's okay to spend it and enjoy it. Plan it out. Talk about it. Work hard. Save up and pay cash. Very simple. And the number three of the big three, right? Number one was save some. Number two, spend some. And that was give some. Always live life with an open hand, period. Always. If you have a clenched fist, you're holding on to everything that you have. You're right. Nothing's going to get out. But guess what? With that clenched fist, nothing also can get in. So you have got to live your life with that open hand. Show your kids the charities. Show your kids the the ministries that you've given to and how that's impacted. Okay, we have a little a little young girl from Korea that's on our refrigerator at home that we give monthly 
to support her. And we tell our daughter that that's her extended little sister that's on the other side of the world. And we're giving $40 a month to, to this to this young girl. I can't even pronounce her name, but but she's in Korea. She's only like a year old. And, and Graceland knows. She knows. We talk about it. We Hey, we don't forget, we're, we're, we're working hard this month. Mommy and Daddy's working so we can send your little sister across the world. We can send her some food, some clothes, and help her with her education this month. Graceland's excited about it. She talks to the little girl on the refrigerator. Like, she knows. So show your kids the charities, show your kids the ministries. Grayson was so excited, so, so excited when she got to give money at Vacation Bible School every single night this past year at church. Like She loved it. She couldn't wait. Daddy, daddy, give me some more money. Give me some more money. And I'd be giving her quarters and nickels and dimes and dollars and fives. And, and she was running around giving them to all her little friends in her class, the kids that didn't have any money. She was going around giving them money so that, that way they could walk up front and give the offering. She was so excited about that. You have got to teach your kids. Even with their guys when they're pre-K, even when they're at primary school, elementary school, show them something that you're passionate about, your church, your ministry, your charity, that you give money to. Okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7 says, Each person must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or not under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. I also love Proverbs 3, 9. It says, Honor the Lord with your wealth. Proverbs 22, 9. Blessed is the person who that is, who is generous. Guys, the world is not teaching us to be generous. The world says, earn a lot, spend a lot. Give a little bit, save nothing. That's what the world teaches us. All right, go earn a lot, go spend a whole lot, whole lot give just a little bit, just for your conscience, and then save nothing. That's what the world's teaching us. Guys, we're not living according to the world, we're living according to God's word, period. Number four, a budget tells your money where to go instead of wondering, hey, where did it go? Where did it go? <laughs> right? Instead of wondering where it went. Number four, thing to teach your kids. A budget tells your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. Famous quote from John Maxwell. And Dave Ramsey quotes that all the time. Rachel Cruz and the whole team. So we have got to understand, guys, we gotta take out some dollars and show our kids. Like take out some index cards or construction paper and label different categories, right? Power bill. T- teach your kids about electricity when you flip. That's switch on cell phones, right? Kids all know all about cell phones. They're always playing on them. Water, food, groceries, clothes, etc. Let the kids label these categories, maybe even in different colors, and then hand them dollar bills and show them, hey, this is how we have to allocate. This is how we have to divide this money for these different categories every single time me, mommy and daddy get paid. All right, teach your kid how the budgeting works. Teach them, and guys, I'm telling you, it's going to build confidence, and you're going to know where your money is going, and, and, and then show them in the Bible. Show them where in Luke 14, 28, where Jesus himself talked about budgeting. He said, for which of you desiring to build a tower, to construct a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost, whether he has enough money to complete it. Jesus said that. He says, first, sit down. Number two, calculate the cost. Number three, see if you have enough money to do it. To do it. Listen, the world is not teaching our kids to budget. No algebra class, trigonometry class, you name it, calculus. They're not teaching our kids to budget. I went all the way through public school, all 12 years. No teacher ever sat me down and talked to me about personal finances, about budgeting, about anything to do with money. I learned all this useless information, right, about Algebra 1, Algebra 2, trigonometry, calculus, and I've never used that again in my life, okay? Maybe geometry a little bit. I use geometry because I love construction. I love building things, carpentry, so I've totally used geometry. All the rest of it, out the window. I wish somebody had sat me down and taught me some of these foundational principles about budgeting, 
about true economics, how it really works, talk about debt, talk about savings, talk about investments. No one talked about any of that stuff. So the world is not going to teach your kids about this either. The world is going to teach your kids, get paid and start spending. And hey, if you run out of money, just use your credit card. That's what the world's teaching our kids. So guys, we don't want the world to impact our kids that way. We just don't. We want to take control. We want to 100% be in control of what they're learning uh, at home and at church. We can't really necessarily control what they're learning at school. But when they're in the house, you need to be spending time with them, teaching them some of these things. We've got to take full responsibility for their financial education when they are young. We have got to. We are stewards over our kids. Their minds are like sponges soaking up everything that they hear, everything that they see. And guys, they're soaking up advice that's not proper. They're not, they are, they're soaking advice on, on Hollywood and t- television, social media and at school. And that's not sound biblical advice. So we have got to make up the difference. Okay. Listen, Sunday school teacher may not be teaching them this stuff. Pastor may not be teaching them stuff. Their coach, their school teacher may not be teaching them this stuff. Moms and dads have got to take responsibility to teach their kids. Remember what we started off with Proverbs 22, six, train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're older, they will not depart from it. It is your job, guys. It is not Hollywood's. It's not social media influencers. It's not modern culture. It's not the United States society. It's not the government. It's not our school system. It's not their job to raise our kids and to teach them about money. It is our job as a Christian parent to show them. All right? It is our job. And I love that verse, Proverbs 22, 6, because... A lot of people just read that verse and and they don't look at the context. They don't look at the literary context of what's going on around it. But it says, train up a child in the way they should go. When they're older, they will not depart from it. Look at the few verses right before that. Okay, the three verses before that says, reputation reputation over riches. It says, a good name is more valuable than gold or silver. That's a great financial lesson. Okay, right, before, right after that, it says, life is what you make of it. It says this, it says in verse two, rich and poor had the same thing in common. God created both of them. <laughs> hey, it's all about opportunity. Life is what you make of it. It's your opportunity to, to go out and to work and to earn, to save. And then right here after the verse, so those are the two verses right before train up a child in the way they should go. The ver- two verses right after it says, live debt free. It says, rich rule over the poor and the bar is a slave to the lender. And then right after that, it teaches us generosity. It says a generous person will be blessed. So sandwiched in, between all these four financial lessons of reputation is more important than riches, life is what you make of it, right? There's rich and there's poor, but God made them both. Live debt-free and live generously. Right sandwiched in to the middle of all these financial lessons and life lessons is the one that says, train your child up in the way they should go, and when they're older, they won't depart from it. In the context here, guys, it's a money lesson. That's the context. Train your child up, in sure, in all different types of things, but especially in the money. Jesus said more about money than he did about heaven and hell. There's 2,350 Bible verses in the Bible that deal with finances. Hello? There's 31 chapters in Proverbs. 26 of the chapters of the 31 talk about money. We have got to take this seriously, guys. We have got to teach our kids these lessons. It is up to us to be good stewards of our kids, to help them. Because listen, guys, we know that their choices, we got to help them make wise choices because their decisions will determine their direction, and their direction will ultimately determine their destination. So, hey, thank you guys so much for listening today. Hey, listen, go like us on Facebook, Big Dave's Money and Marriage Podcast Facebook page. Listen, if you got a question, if you got a podcast, a topic suggestion, hey, DM me, shoot me a message, shoot me an email, coachmymoney at gmail.com. I hope you guys have an awesome day. We'll see you next time. God bless. Money, Marriage Podcast. This is where you get advice. I can make a marriage nice. I can get your money right. Money, Marriage Podcast. I can
can help you some Coach my money at gmail.com